Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, before we go any further, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. We've been telling you guys about Boomer Jacks for several months now. And so many of you guys have let us know on social media how much you've been enjoying it, uh, hanging out there, watching games, and uh, getting drink specials. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, how you guys have been going for the great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. There are great deals for you the rest of the week as well, though. It's not just about the wings. They also have the coldest beer anywhere around. Drink specials beginning at $3, $15 buckets of beer. It's just a wonderful atmosphere for whatever you're looking for. Somewhere to go watch the games, go check out Boomer Jacks. If you're looking for dinner with family, Boomer Jacks is the spot. Uh, you know, if you're just looking for somewhere to have happy hour with friends, catch up with coworkers, whatever, Boomer Jacks has you covered. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for the Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. And, uh, you know, we haven't gotten a question in from old Dean Julia in a while. So hey, let's go. I'm going to throw one in. Uh, Dean is asking, do you think the front office can trust uh, Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot combo for 23-24, or would they have to draft a guy early or sign a veteran? I thought Ferguson showed some nice athleticism and playmaking. That could be a spot to save some money and develop. So, Brian, can you trust that duo to be your primary group, or do you think the Cowboys are saying it'd be best if we supplement with another contributor there? I'm going to ask you a question here. I want to hear your answer on this. And I, mm-hmm. I, I asked this to the guys I work with on uh, the G-Bag Nation today. Is there any possibility that Dalton Schultz would come back on a one-year deal? Man, I don't think so. I think there's – I mean, is, is the market – is the market – or is he just the type of guy that's like, I'm not coming back with hat in hand and playing for $4 million when I played for, you know, $11 million? I think it's that because I think he also would feel like, man, if I don't have a market, it's because you tagged me and you took me away from a market where I could have made money last year. Sure. And so I think that there's some re- there would be some resentment there. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, maybe that's fair because uh, for him, he probably looks at it as like, I should have been out there. You had no intention of keeping me long term. You should have let me free to, to explore the market yeah. and, and find a deal. Instead, you you tagged me and then you limited how much I was used for a lot of the year. Uh, so I could see some bitterness there. But no, I, I think that you're probably done there. If you're done with Schultz, though, do you think it's possible, you know, if, if I were to go look at the free agent list of tight ends right now, Brian, uh, you've got a, a guy like Blake Bell. Blake Bell's out there, for instance. He's, he's been – Blake Bell's already been here, right? Yeah, Blake Bell, he's been Blake, here yeah. before. Blake yeah. Bell. Let's Let's say you go get Blake Bell and draft somebody somewhere. I feel like the cowboy thing to do would be add some cheap veteran that they think maybe could boom and then go draft somebody. That would be my guess as to how they they address that position. And then you roll in there next year with Ferguson, Hendershot, a veteran, and a rookie, and that's the group. Yeah, yeah. I I I I don't know. I would be really interested if who the with the best player on their board 
be a tight end. That's that's the only I know that you and uh, Zach Wolchuk and Aisha Morrison. We had this discussion uh, last Thursday on the draft show, and you know we we ended up you know we ended up drafting uh, the Utah tight end Kincaid is yep. what we we were talking about, and so I wonder if they would go ahead and say. Drafting Kincaid at 26 would be better than any wide receiver or any corner that's on that board. And so um, I still think tight ends in play. I do at 26. It's just such a it's such a position that you can hit a home run on and just yep. be such a weapon. So Kincaid and Ferguson and Hendershot, I mean, that that's like three guys that get up the field, catch the ball, run after catch, positional nightmares for defensive coordinators to have to deal with. So I, I'm i still open to taking the Kincaid, the Musgraves, guys like that. Hell, I, I would even consider Washington from Georgia just because – just Darnell Washington, just because he is a he's huge. And now all of a sudden you have this big athletic blocker to go along with two guys that are just really good athletes, too. So if you want to run the ball, you can run it behind Washington on that side with uh with uh Washington, and you also, you know, you got uh you got your guy Steele and Martin. You know, you've got now you've got power over there. You know, now you've got some power over there. And I I wouldn't be opposed to I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. But I do love me some Kincaid. I do love Mayor uh from Notre Dame. I, I think he's a really good player too. Next question here uh from Stacy on Twitter. Uh, she says, any updates or ideas on what may happen with Zeke, assuming a restructured pay cut is forthcoming with the way the running back is right now? I still think Ezekiel Elliott's out of here. The one caveat I'll give there is if Ezekiel Elliott gets the sense or his representatives, Rocky Arsenault, uh, get the sense that his market isn't going to be any better than what pay cut Dallas will ask him to take, that's the one way I could see him returning here is if Zeke goes, I'm not making more than two to three million on the open market anyway. Might as well take two to three million from the Cowboys, made some money here already, and and just ride it out here. But ultimately I would still lean towards he's out of here, but I don't think the Cowboys are necessarily in a hurry to make a decision. I don't think they're in a hurry, but I'm gonna be real, real, real honest. I usually am on this program. The the way the market looks right now. The Tony Pollard franchise tag looks bad. Yep. And I I know I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything, and maybe it, it, maybe the running back market will pick up. It just looks really, really soft right now. I think people are looking at this draft. They're seeing, like, the quality from the first round all the way through, like, the fifth round on these backs. I – I would have gambled on Tony Pollard. I would have gambled with an injury and I would have said, hit the market, see what you can get. If you don't get your, if you don't get what you want, 
you could come back. It's the same thing you just said for Zeke. You know, it's the same thing. Now, Tony Pollard healthy might be a different story. Yeah. Tony Pollard hurt. I think I would have gambled on that one. I think I would have gambled that no one out there is going to sign Tony Pollard. And just like no one's likely to sign Zeke. I, I, I'm, I, I do think Zeke comes back, but I think it's for a very, very reduced contract. Yeah, I don't think he's in a very strong negotiating position. No. They'll either no. say, we will post June 1, you and take the money, or you will give us a $10 million savings or whatever it would be. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to have to get close to the savings they would get from cutting him in order for him. Right. To Absolutely. Question here from Trey Davis. Will the Cowboys sign another quarterback to upgrade the backup quarterback position? So there's already been some backup quarterback deals to fall. Uh, I'm going to read off some of those really quickly. Uh, Taylor Heineke going to Atlanta two years, $14 million. That's $7 million a year. Uh, you got Andy Dalton, two for 10. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, two for 10. Mike White goes two for eight. That's $4 million annually. Case Keenum got a two-year deal, a little over $3 million annually. You got to imagine Cooper Rush is somewhere in the five to seven range. Uh, I would guess well, just some of the deals we've seen. Are yeah. you a? I do I want to pay that for Cooper Rush, or would I rather go find another Cooper Rush? I don't know if they find a veteran. I think they draft a quarterback this year, and it's Greer, rookie, and Dak. Yeah, I I don't disagree because I felt like that the Chargers would be in on this deal because of Kellen Moore, but I got some word this morning that the Chargers are not interested in Cooper Rush unless something further down the road happens where they need a guy. But I, I don't think – I don't really see the market yet for Cooper Rush. So maybe Dallas is going to get off the, this one in in, in a good uh, in good fashion too because I thought the Chargers were a team that were going to be heavily involved in this one, and I'm hearing they're not. So that makes me feel like that, okay – I'll let Cooper rush. I'll get through this week, maybe get through a next week, and then kind of circle back with Cooper rush and see where he's at. Yeah. And I mean, I think when you look at the free agent market, not a lot of guys uh, make a ton of sense back behind Cooper rush. Some of the names that are out there, Gardner Minshew, Trace McSorley, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Rippon, uh, Nathan Peterman, Nate Sudfeld, uh, just some of the names that are out there. I, I think at this point, you'd probably be better off just trying to, to hit a lottery ticket in the draft. Uh, that does it for us here on the Love of the Star podcast. We'll be back with you guys again later this week, hopefully with some more developments, hopefully with some offensive acquisitions for us to talk about, uh, as well as some additional draft names. We're getting uh, closer and closer, uh, a little under six weeks out from the NFL draft. Until next time, Brian and I will talk to you guys later. <laughs>